0: Today is another, another wonderful, 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 wonderful day. This is Dr. Perley Martin, and you guys come on in, come on in. Today we're going to be talking about overcoming fear. Jesus already told us how. Jesus already told us how. He told us how. He told us how. Let's find out. Come on in so we can find out how to overcome fear. How to overcome fear. How to overcome fear. Give me one moment. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. You guys be patient. This is my first time. My first time. I'm going on live with someone else, so trying to bring um my wonderful, wonderful, beautiful sister, brother, Rose in on with us. One moment. One moment. One second. One moment. We're gonna be talking about overcoming anxiety. Good morning, my brother. I love you. Good morning. Um, Good morning, good morning, good morning. Love you, love you, love you. Um, We're going to pray. We're going to pray real quick here. We're going to pray. Um, Father God, we just thank you right now, Lord God, for being in the midst of us, Father God. We just thank you, Lord God, that you say we're two or three or joined together. That there you are right here in the midst of us. Right here in the midst of us, Lord God. Right here in the midst of us. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Father, you told us that you did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but power, love, and a sound mind. And so, Father, we just... um, We just uh, exalt you. Give me one moment. We just exalt you. We thank you, Father, that your word, it will not return unto me void. It won't return unto us void, Father, because as we sit here and we hunger and thirst after righteousness, your promise to us is that you would fill us. So, Father, um, we just thank you for being together here with us in the middle of us. And we give you, Father, all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. You guys, I'm I'm um I'm broadcasting on my podcast at the same time, so you guys could just be patient with me, and I'm trying to bring on a guest at the same time, okay? So we're getting ready to start here. Again, we're going to be talking today about overcoming anxiety. Overcoming Anxiety. How many of you know that if we look up the word anxiety, it's going to talk about fear, right? One of the meanings is going to be fear. Give me one second, one moment, one minute. When we look up the word anxiety, we're talking about this demon called fear because we know that Second Timothy 5.17 tells us that, I, I spoke on this a little bit um, yesterday, day before yesterday, um, how fear is a spirit, right? And God says that He did not give it to us. He did not give us a spirit of fear. So we know right offhand that fear is a spirit. So how do we overcome anxiety and fear? I was talking to a few people this weekend and This is definitely the spirit that I had been encountering, um, the spirit of fear, how people were just feeling overwhelmed by the worries, the cares, and the fears of this world. But Jesus told us not to be anxious for anything, right? He said, be anxious for nothing. We're getting ready to get into it. Give me one second. Matthews, if you have your Bibles or your iPhones or whatever, let's go to Matthews um, 6, 24 through 25. I'm gonna see if we can if we can get through it. That's my plan. My plan is to get through it in Jesus' name. Okay. We're getting ready to start. We're getting ready to dive in. You guys ready? Matthew 6. 24 I'm reading from the English Standard Version here, okay? So here he says, this is Jesus talking, okay? He said, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? He says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor wheat nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father, he feeds them. Are you not more valued than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither tore nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear or what are we going to do if this doesn't happen or what are we going to do if that doesn't happen? Okay. For the Gentiles, verse 32, 6, Matthew 6, 32, Jesus is speaking here. He says for the Gentiles, they seek after these things, people that don't know Christ. These are the things that they are in pursuit of because when we don't know Christ, Um, We think that we have to take care of ourselves. Hi, Shanita. We think we have to take care of ourselves. And, uh, you know, I, I posted a quote this morning that anything that takes the place of God becomes the God of our lives. The thing that we consider our main source of livelihood, that's the thing that takes the place of God. And sometimes when we don't see a need for God, we don't pay any attention to God because when we have, we, sometimes we think that when we have everything that we need, there is no need for God, for the God who has given us those things that we need. Okay. But um 33, 633, Matthew 633, Jesus is speaking. He said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore... Do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious of itself. It has enough worries of its own, sufficient for today. It is also uh, its own trouble. In other words, um, don't be anxious about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Jesus is telling us, look here, I don't want you to get into tomorrow because first of all, you don't even have faith for tomorrow. I'm telling you that how many of you know that Jesus is concerned Our Heavenly Father is concerned about our natural needs. This is why he tells us in 1 Peter 5 and 7 to be anxious for nothing. (laughs) Because he knows the anxiety is going to cause fear is anxiety, right? And when we get into fear, it's going to take our focus off the Lord because we're going to become distracted by those things that surround us. But the word of God tells us in 1 Peter 5, 7, he said, what I need for you to do, see, is I need for you to be anxious for nothing. But in everything, through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, I just need for you to make your requests known unto me. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, it will cover our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. How many of you know that? So here we have the Lord saying, you know what? Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. This is what anxiety do. The devil wants wants us, the spirit of fear, wants us to fear uh, that something bad is going to happen. He wants us to fear the future. He wants us to fear things that we can't see. He wants us to worry about the bills. Oh, you're not going to have enough money to do this. You're not going to, what about the corona? What about this? What about that? You know, it's the fear, fearing something that has not happened yet. How many of you know that your fear can activate your faith? The Bible tells us in Job that it was a thing that he feared the most that came upon him. I'm dropping in for a second, for a minute, for a moment, because I want to exhort you and encourage you and remind you that if it if it concerns you, that our father, it concerns him too. So this is why he tells us in 1 Peter 5 and 7, he said, you know what? Cast your cares upon me because I care about you. How many of you know that God is a good God? He's our Abba Father. And we're here because it was his idea. You are God' idea. Um, Before the foundations of the world, God knew you. He knew me. And he did not create us for failure. How many of you know that? The plans that he had for us. It's for us, too. That word is for us, too. I know he was telling Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, 29, 11, but that promise is for us, too. That the plans that the Lord has for us are good and not evil to bless us, to prosper us, and to bring us into great success. And our situations and our circumstances does not change. <laughs> How many of you know that it does not change the mind of God? It does not change the plans of God. It does not change God. He's not moved by it. He's not caught off guard. This is why he's saying, look at here. I need for you to cast your cares upon me because I didn't create you to worry. I didn't create you to fear. You know, I wanted you to enter into my rest, by faith. Remember, the children of Israel could not enter into the rest of God because of unbelief. And when we don't trust God, all we have is control. And how many of you know that God wants us to let go of the control? So how do we cast our worries, our cares, our fears, and our anxiety upon the Lord? Well, we cast them. We cast our cares through prayer. Isn't that what he say? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and then the peace of God, which passes all understanding of our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, So fear is a spirit. The devil is fear. He is the one that comes to torment us. And what fear is connected to is punishment, torment. The spirit of fear wants us to think that something bad is going to happen to us. But I have good news for you. I have a suggestion, because how many of you know that God really does have a promise for every problem? So the word of God teaches us, he says, perfect love casts out fear. So having confidence in God's love for us causes fear to have no place in us. (laughs) Don't you know that when fear comes, it's because we have lost confidence in God's love. Yeah, that's what it is. When fear comes, it's because we have lost confidence in God's love. Why is this? Because the Bible says that we're there when we when we fear, it's because our love has not been made complete. When whenever there's fear in our lives, it's a sign that our love has not been made complete. In other words, we're not fully confident of God's love for us. But how many of you know that when you're really, really confident of God's love for us? you're going to know that God is for me. God created me. He did not create me to fail. As he is, so are we in this world. How many of you know that you're fully loaded, that you have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit down on the inside of you? We are prepared and equipped. Everything that we need is down on the inside of us. When he created us, God put everything down on the inside of us. And he said, guess what? I've given you the keys to the kingdom. I've given you my authority. I've given you my authority in the earth. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And we have to begin to see our words as weapons. How many of you know that the word of God, it is the power of God under salvation. The word of God is our weapon of warfare. And our word is our weapon of warfare. So when we say what God say, every time we speak the word, we're operating really in spiritual warfare. The devil has got to do what the word of God tell it to. So Jesus said, I've given you the keys. We're, we're waiting on God to do something that he has already given us the authority to do. He said, whatever you find on earth. What are you binding? We need to bind up that spirit of that spirit of fear, that thing that's trying to torment us, that lie that the enemy is trying to tell us to make us believe that God is not going to supply our needs, that God is not there for us. Because how many of you know Jesus said, I would not leave you as an orphan. I would not leave you comfortless. One translation say, I would not leave you as an orphan. He said, but I'm going to leave you with the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. And he said, he's going to comfort you. He's going to teach you. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you into all this truth. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. You know, as born again believers, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the living God, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The word of God teaches us that it lives down on the inside of us. Can you get that? That God is not just with you. God is not just for you. He's not just for us. But as born again believers, the spirit of the living God is on the inside of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So I just dropped in for a second, for a minute. So how do we overcome anxiety? How do we overcome fear? Because that's what it is. One thing we got to do is we can't walk in agreement with it. We have to quit saying my anxiety my this my that because when you confess it we can when we confess it we possess it right we have to see our words as seeds being sown you know God used words to frame the world he said let there be and then there was be so let there be light and then there was light right so we are speaking spirits in that same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead the word of God tells us it's now it's in us as he is so are we as born again believers so what we do, we see our words as, as, as seeds being sown into the lives of others and into our lives because we say it right. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. What does that mean? And we, and we will eat the fruit thereof. In other words, we're having what we're saying. So stop saying what you don't want and start confessing what you do want. So we want to um, the Bible tells us, he said that God wants over his own word to perform it. So it's so important that when we're praying that we say what God said. He said, bring me in remembrance of my word. It's not that he doesn't know what he said. He, he trying to get you to he, remember what he said because how many of you know that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So having confidence in God's love for us will cast anxiety and fear away from us. So I want, I want to leave you with this. I want you to realize and understand that whenever you begin to feel afraid, that's because you have forgotten and that the spirit of God is not just for you, that he's not just with you, but you have forgotten that the spirit of the living God is inside of you. So when that spirit of anxiety or fear comes to try to torment you, because fear has torment. And how many of you know that when people are afraid, they torment everybody around them because that's what that spirit does. It causes torment. Because it's attached to punishment. It wants you to think that something bad is going to happen. But how many of you know that the word of God teaches us that when we put our trust in the Lord, he said, I'm not going to cause you to be ashamed because that's my reputation and that's my name on the line. So when we're saying what God is saying, God is watching over his own word to perform it. And the Bible teaches us that the angels of the Lord, they hearken unto the voice of the Lord. So when we're saying what God is saying, the angels of the Lord hear what God is saying and it's their responsibility to carry out the word, to see that it's accomplished in the earth. So if he has to move somebody here, if he has to touch the heart of someone, because he could take the heart of a king and turn it whichever way he will. God, the word says, lean not to your own understanding. Quit trying to figure it out. Because when we start trying to figure out stuff, we that causes anxiety. Because we don't, God can use a complete stranger to do whatever needs to be done in our lives. He did not create us to leave us. He did not create us so we can fail. No. He, he set us up for success. And he said, you know what? I The power, I give you the power to even get the wealth. Everything that we need is to succeed is already on the inside of us. But we're going to have to ask God for wisdom to show us. Lord, show me me. I need to know what you know. He said, before the foundations of the world, God knew you. I mean, he knows things about us that we definitely don't know about ourselves. So... Why not go back to the manufacturer and say, Lord, show me me. I need to know what you know about me. There's things that you see about me that I cannot see. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Our perception of ourselves is how we will see ourselves. But God wants us to put on the mind of Christ and begin to learn and know who we are in Christ. We have to know who we are in Christ to walk in our kingdom authority. He said, I've given you the keys. We don't, you're asking God to do something that Christ has already done. And God is saying, "You, I've given you the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, say what I say and you will see what I say, believe what you say. Watch your words, life and death is in the power of the tongue and we're having what we're saying. We're framing our words with our world. We're framing our world with our words. God framed the world with his words. And likewise, we're framing our world with our words. And we're having what we're saying. And then we're saying, see, I told you. Well, you added your faith to what you said and you got what you said. right? So life and death is in the power of the tongue. Let's watch our words. Let's say what God said. Let's begin to speak what we want and not what we don't. And let's stay out of tomorrow. Because Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow. I need you to live right now. Now faith is the substance of things. Because when we start worrying about tomorrow, it pulls us into fear because we don't have faith for tomorrow because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Now faith is. Whatever we do today, when we do what God said to do today, guess what? We prove our love to Him. Jesus said, if you love me, then obey me. So when we're when we're doing what God say, when we're walking in obedience to his word, we prove that we love him. That's how we prove that we love him. Our love for our obedience to God proves our love to God. He said he who has love abides in God and God abides in him. So I, I'm, I'm, my word for you today is to have confidence in God's love for you and fear and anxiety will have no place in you. Spend time getting to know God because it's hard to trust a God you don't know. You say, well, how do you do that? Well, God and his word is one, right? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God. And the word was God. First John one and one. So God and his word is one. So when we're spending time with the word, we're spending time with the Lord. And I'm just not talking about YouTube or Facebook live videos. No, I'm talking about turning all that stuff off and spending some intimate time with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when we don't have time for the word, we don't have time for God. And when we don't believe what he says, we call him a liar. How many of you know he said without faith, it's impossible to please God. So to please God is to believe God. See, it's not that complicated. (laughs) To please God is to believe God, and to believe God is to act on what he says, because he said faith without works is dead, right? So uh, we can tell what we believe by the things that, by how we live, because we act on what we believe, because the body do what the mind tell it to, right? So this is why he tells us in Romans 12, 1 and 2, to uh, submit our body.